Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast, episode number 17. On today's episode, co-host Michelle Cavanaugh and Dave Rockwell discuss the content and overall takeaways from the first 16 episodes. Plus, they talk about what's coming up. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. This is Dave Rockwell with my uh, co-host and guest, Michelle Cavanaugh. Yes, Michelle Cavanaugh. Hey, everybody. (laughs) We're mutual (laughs) guests on on the show today. Yes. Today, what we were going to do is is conduct a little bit of a review of, of uh, what we've learned so far on our podcast and a little overview of some of the people we've talked to and, and some of the things we've done, and uh, maybe talk a little bit about our vision for the future and where we're going to go with this podcast. Yeah. And I think, too, it's important for those of you who haven't been able to or had a chance to listen to all the episodes we've done thus far, we've done 16 as of right now and we're continuing on we'll talk about what we have coming up but really want to do a quick summary of what we've done thus far and what our goals are for this podcast because it's the whole purpose of this was to really help service guys we feel like you know maybe service guys are an underrepresented population as far as their voice and what really can help them succeed in the field and so we wanted to make sure that with this podcast we're helping you with business tools and technical topics to be able to you know, do your job better or do it more effectively. Or if you have questions, you know, you know who to go to to get answers, things like that. So we're just going to talk about, again, a summary. So then if you want to go back and listen to a particular episode that you haven't heard yet, that would be a way for you to do it on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and I'll, we'll talk about that at the end. And then we'll just talk about what's coming up. Well, Michelle, uh, one thing, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about you. You've been a bit of a nomad this summer. You've been doing this podcast from various locations. Yes. So where are you right now? I'm in South Dakota, Vermilion, South Dakota, believe it or not. Um, I've been through Utah and Colorado and um, now in South Dakota. I was actually here visiting my father on the way to Canada, but as we all know, the Canadian border is no longer um, accepting Americans, so I can't get up there. <laughs> so I'm kind of in a limbo stage right now in South Dakota. But it's a, you know, the good news about South Dakota is there's no people, so the likelihood of contracting COVID goes down significantly. <laughs> there's, there's pretty much no lockdowns or anything. No, the governor yeah. said, do what you want. But, you know, most people are following, you know, guidelines that we've already, people have put out there. But, you know, I'm in a town of 10,000 people, so it's not like... There's a lot of activity happening here, you know? Yeah. And that we've uh, started a lot of our podcasts with uh, uh, people who are in the know on, on uh, the topic of uh, diseases and pathogens. And we've, we've, uh, uh, we've had some discussions about this disease, but it, it continues to evolve. It continues to, the situation does the, 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 uh, there's so many changes. Um, they yep. they lock us down. They let us out. People start getting yep. sick from it, and and they lie. They're now they're uh, a lot of the southwestern states. They're uh, they're clamping down again. Yeah. Um, so it's and, and it's really kind of hard to know really what's what. They're, they're, they report there's so many new cases. But when you look behind that, behind that curtain, it seems like the actual deaths and the actual serious cases are going down. Right. So I think, I think that's one thing we can kind of point to as, as a positive and, and uh, maybe we can uh, start to move out of this thing fairly soon, although I think it's 
going to be with us for a long time. I have a, I have a feeling that you're correct in that. It's a tough situation to even know what to do because you get so many different opinions. If you look at exactly. stuff going on online, everybody's like, stop being a wuss, quit wearing your mask, you're, you're overreacting. Other people are like, oh, you better do this. Or, you know, it's like, there's no way to completely understand what to do at this point. I feel like, you know, you probably know yourself and your family better than anybody else. You do what you think is right. And, I, and let's not all judge each other based on what we are or are not doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I posted something on social media the, earlier. I saw on that. About you know how many people actually know somebody who, who contracted the virus, or and and the numbers were really low. Yeah. Uh, if I were to post that same question today, I think almost every one of us knows multiple people who have gotten it. I yeah. do unfortunately know one person in Michigan who died, but he was one of the he was immediately put on a ventilator, and that seems to be an, a death sentence. Yes, <laughs> agreed. I have a friend, a colleague who. I didn't even know she had it. She's in California, actually. She's a colleague yeah. of my from my business group, and she was in the hospital for seventy days, and she's oh, now okay. still, still suffering. Um, she she's losing her hair now. She's been home for almost a month, but she said it's going to take at least six months to recover, is what they're telling her. And she lost her hair, and she's having all kinds of issues. So, you know, you just never know how it's going to impact you. And unfortunately, if it doesn't kill you, which I think the majority of the cases that's not happening. But I think that there's long-term effects that we're not even aware of at this time, of how it impacts you many months after you 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 know you test negative. And that remains to be seen. The the good yeah. news that I will say is so many people that I know that have gotten it, um, the symptoms were actually very mild. Yeah. A short, very short period of time they had a fever. A couple of them lost their sense of smell and taste for a couple of days. And uh, they they got right out of it. So generally, if you're if you're a healthy person and you take good care of your immune system and, and supplement vitamin C, D, and A, which I do every flu season anyway. I Me never too. Yep. Flu. And and uh, you know I think uh, maybe one of the things that's probably not in, um, addressed and encouraged and enforced enough is just take care of yourself. Take care of your health. Get yep. eat right. You know supplement. Yes. Your, your immune system. And uh, I think- And I think Roy Vore, you know, so there's exciting things coming out too. I don't know if you're aware of it, Dave, but there's a there's some testing stuff coming out that I'm very much aware of in regards to testing surfaces for E. coli, Legionella, um, and now COVID um, is yeah. coming out later in the year that I'm part of it. I'm, I'm working okay. with them to try to bring that to the attention of everyone as soon as, as it's available, which we'll put them on the podcast and talk about it. We just Good. can't fully discuss it yet. That's exciting because we all know that the water testing is probably not the issue. You're getting, if you are getting it at a pool, it's due to, you know, surface surface infection or maybe somebody coughing in your face or something like that. But right. I think it's so sad that a lot of the pools, like we have one pool in this town that is, that's where everybody goes in the summer and they didn't even open it this summer. So it's just sitting yeah. there. They're not going to, you know, and they're in, in here, you only have three, what, three months out of the year to swim because that's the, that's the season. <laughs> so it's kind of sad. I think it's kind of sad, but I get it. I understand that there are pub some public pools who just feel like they can't monitor out of the water and they don't have enough staff to disinfect yeah. and make sure people are following, you know, social distancing rules. But I think just keeping pools closed is is, is rough because it's that's a thing that, can, you know, it, it, it contributes to healthy kids and yes. um and all those things that we're kind of missing out on, which I, I find sad. So if there's a way for us to start having regular tests and you get the results back quick, Dave. So this product that's coming out, 
the, res the results come back in 20 minutes. Um, so it's quick wow. and it's an easy thing and it's coming out later in the year. I'm going to be a part of it and we'll talk about it. But now, it's these, exciting. These tests for people or are they tests for in the water? Well, both. It's not for oh, people, both. but it's for surfaces and water, not people specifically, okay. but surfaces and there's swabs for surfaces and then um, um, water testing stuff too. So it's a, it's a, it's a couple different things, but it's exciting that it's coming out. So. Well, and that, that brings us back to a couple of podcasts that we have both Roy Moore Yep. Um, and and um, uh, Chip Blatchley from Purdue. Yep. Um, as I spoke with them during the course of those podcasts, one of the things that um, kind of stood out to me is that our water testing at, as pool professionals is very, very limited. Yep. We, we test for chlorine in the water. A lot of times we don't have ORP. We don't even know what that chlorine in the water is doing. Uh, Richard Falk talks about the relationship between cyanuric acid and chlorine. Some people disagree with that theory, but um, the, the, uh, just the, the, that's really the only way that we have to test the, the health and safety of the water. And I've, been, I've looked into some bacteria tests that that are available right now, uh, they're like 20 or 30 bucks a pop. You're certainly not going to do that every week. You're not going to do that unless you have a, right. a reason for having to do it. Um, yes. And the other thing is they're pretty nonspecific. They don't, they don't, uh, they just tell you, okay, there is living, you know, bacteria in the water. There's something in there, but they're not going to break it down and tell you whether it's E. coli or this or that. Right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, that would be incredibly exciting news to me if, yep. if affordable and and um, accurate tests would start to become available to pool professionals to really be, be able to have a lot more confidence and know exactly yes. what's going on in your pool water. Uh, and I think with the filtration series too, Dave, it's exactly the same thing because with the filtration series, by the way, yes. we're in the middle of the filtration series. Yeah. We've done We've three some so more. far. But again, the water clarity is what you don't really know what's in the water and that you assume that the filters are filtering everything out. But as we learned with the three episodes we've done thus far, just, just your water being clear is not determining that you don't have things in the water. Yeah, that's true. And if you catch things, even if you have a filter that's effective and it's, it's catching things, if you're catching live organisms, you still have to kill them, even if they're in the filter. So, um, yeah, they're the filter filtration is so much more complicated of an issue than, than we've been thinking about lately. And I'm really excited. We've got some more um, good things to come as part of that series. And uh, I, I think I'm really excited to get this industry kind of looking at the filtration side of things, because I mean, everybody says filtration is a key to, to healthy water, but what we actually do, the, what we actually know about our filters and, and uh, our ability to measure what they're allowing to pass through. Um, we, we're, we're up against some severe limitations and, and uh, yeah. we, we need to, that's definitely an area that needs a lot more attention in our industry, I feel. And that, and that, yeah. came, that came to me as we were talking to James Ambergee, uh, Derek French. Derek French is awesome. I, I, everybody is, absolutely. to that podcast. He is He's a, he's brilliant. He's very knowledgeable. Filtration. Yeah. 
and um, and Ambergy too. You know, Ambergy kind of yeah. calls it like it is. And he's—if yeah. you guys haven't listened to that one, you really should because he does not hold back. And um, and I appreciate that about him because I'd rather him tell the truth and not just you know, right? Give us lip service. I want to know what he's really thinking. And he's done yeah. so much research. He doesn't leave any doubt as to what he's really thinking. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I love that about him. Yeah, he's, oh. he's a fun guy to talk to for sure. Um, so and yeah, Roy Vore, like you said, Roy Vore talked a lot yeah. about COVID stuff. I mean, we pretty much all I think I've learned at this point that you can't really pass it in the water if the water is properly balanced yes. and treated. Now that's and, the key and, here. If if it yeah. is so. And and going back to some of the things that they uh, both Richard Falk had, uh, had quite a bit of information on on COVID in his podcast with us as, and Roy we didn't did. post his Dave we haven't yeah. posted his because we had tech issues we yeah. couldn't the, well, the sound well, was all messed up so we're going to re-record that one we'll get that one out this summer but the one the one there was one that didn't we release one of them the the, the second part of it the uh um I, I thought we I thought I heard the one on, on COVID I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not if I don't even know no we did a I did a webinar with CPSA with Richard Okay. You may have heard that, Dave, but we okay. recorded a podcast with him, but unfortunately, the sound was just really bad quality. Well, let me paraphrase then what Richard said and, and yeah. that uh, Roy uh, reiterated about the COVID virus that they knew at that time is that it is, they, they did feel like it was extremely virulent, that it was easy to catch, it was easy to pass along, but what they also found was that it's pretty easy to kill. Yeah. Um, just soap and water. Washing your hands with soap and water kills it. Yep. And um, so there's there's so many debates about whether you should wear a mask, whether you shouldn't. Obviously, one at least cover your mouth if you cough or sneeze or you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and and washing your hands because I see people. As far as the whole mask debate, a lot of people wear them, but they don't wear them right. They yeah. use a cloth mask. They keep it in their car. They, they cough, you know, they breathe and cough and sneeze into it every day. They never wash it. They never, it's just, it's kind of part of a costume that they wear. They, right. they, they breathe and sneeze into it and then put their hand on, on it to adjust it so it's on their hands. Um, so there's, there's a, even if you believe they're, they're effective, there's, there's still things you have to know and things that you have to do to use them properly. And, yeah, agreed. Uh, and I don't think a mask necessarily prevents it, but it probably slows it down a little bit just because you have something over your face if you do cough or sneeze. But we all know that some of those particles are still getting through those cloth masks. But the yeah. key is it's probably slowing it down a little bit, if anything. Right. And it, and though, those of us that, that have followed this thing from the beginning, and I have pretty extensively, um, I still don't have a definitive, you know, I, I don't know what to believe. We're told so many different things. Yep. But, you know, even the statistics of things of this thing and how it, how they've counted it. That if you if you have COVID when you die, then it's reported as a COVID death. Um, so the that they they may have a reason and and uh, sound logic behind why they do that. But if you end up with bad statistics, you end up with bad science and. Yep. And so, um, you know, I think I, I, I would really hope that, that the people that are uh, in charge of this thing and know a lot more than I do, I would really hope that they're 
honestly searching for the truth that they're that they're me not too agenda. Yes. and so um and i guess we don't know at this point so that's probably about all we can say about it yes just check your facts and i say get your news from multiple sources don't go to one source because you know check your facts and make sure if you're posting something that it's it's legit and that you've heard it from multiple sources yeah. um and you've checked you fact checked it and that to me that's the only way you can really be somewhat sure you know right right um, yeah, so we also talked we about talk to? business tools What we talked about, Dave, we're also talking about, besides the technical side, yes. we want to make sure we focus on some business tools as well, which is part of, you know, helping you run your business. And so far, we've talked about, you know, kind of managing your finances better, um, how to hire, and really the contractor's contractor, when he talked about how to hire, he really talked about being a good employer. Yes. Because if you're a good employer and how you treat your customers as well as your staff. That makes a difference in who you hire and how you hire. And also the quality of the people that are coming to you because you, you can be selective at that point if you've got a lot of people that wanna work for you. I think that's important. Um, we also talked about dealing with angry customers. So that was something we talked about um, in regards. And guess what the key to that one is, Dave? <laughs> Don't piss them off in the first place. That's how you deal with it. <laughs> well. <laughs> if it were as easy to do as it is to say that sentence, we'd all be a lot farther ahead in the game. But it's, it's, well, his and, point, and, I think the key, my takeaway from that one, Dave, was communication. That, yeah. And that happens in many industries, not just in the pool service industry, but most customers get frustrated with you due to a lack of proper communication. And if you're communicating effectively, you have a lot less angry customers. That's true. And, and yeah. that's, I think, more more and more uh important now although it's more challenging now people are home but some of them are afraid to come out and talk to you um yeah. but they're watching what you're doing they're watching how much time you're spending on the pool people are scared and frustrated and and bored and and they're i see it in, in among the people that i work closely with in the service industry that um they're they're very quick to take it out on on the service guy. They're they're watching yeah. what we're doing. Well, I'm paying you all this money, and you're only spending 20 minutes at my pool. And um, what are you doing? So that's where communication now is more important than than ever. Even if you don't, you know, knock on the door and talk to them personally. Um, he he talked about various ways that you can um communicate with your customer what you've done there and what you see yeah. you know the the biggest thing that i see with with the type of clientele that i work for is the most embarrassing thing is if they find something wrong with the pool and report it to you you should be the one looking for yeah. things um i think that's one of the things we talked about with lauren broom uh on pool inspections as well is that you look at the pool with fresh eyes every time you go back there don't just get into a routine don't just get inside your head uh you know uh, take the earbuds out turn off metallica for a few minutes and and uh, uh take a good look around and and be present in the moment and, and look for things not only if you don't do that not only are you uh possibly leaving the pool and leaving a, a bad problem that that could cause you problems later or, or make the customer sick or hurt them, but yep. you're leaving money on the table or, you know, there's repairs that need to be done. You know, tell the customer about it, get the discussion started and get, get them done. You know, 
you not only will you show them that you're valuable to them, but you'll also make some money doing that extra work. Absolutely. And I think too, for the financial side, if you're out there and you're not, you don't really have a handle on your financial side, uh, there are resources available to you. And, and Janine Bolin is um, the one that we spoke to on, right. I think, episode, it was early on. Yes. But I have a gentleman who I work with, you know, personally, but many of my fr my colleagues have been working with him. And there's probably, if you're not really managing the finances, there's probably a lot of things you're missing, like things yeah. that you could be deducting that you're not even aware of. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that trucks and gas and things can be expenses that you have associated with your business, but there are probably other things you're not even aware of that you should be deducting. Yeah. Um, so, if, and he's not expensive per month, you know, to just to handle all your finances. He has a quick app that you can get signed up with and then you're, and it connects to your bank account. He doesn't have access to your bank account. He can just see the transactions load over so he can manage it without you having to do anything. It's so simple. He can do your taxes if you need that. That's a separate thing. But if you guys need help with your accounting and your finances to get that off your plate and you know that it's being managed correctly, then contact us, you know, comment on these, on these episodes or contact me directly via messenger, whatever you need to do, you know, contact me and I'll hit, I'll connect you with that gentleman to help you out. Right. Right. Um, and the other thing that Janine brought out that, that was, I think a huge thing, the most important thing is stay out of debt. Yes. Just don't. And that's hard don't, to do. Don't keep getting another credit card. Don't keep burying yourself in more and more debt. And and I think in in this industry, uh, when when that starts to happen, it happens because you're not making enough on each job or each customer, or each monthly service account, and yep. you're you're actually negatively going into the hole little by little. If you're not making enough to cover your household expenses and feed your family, then you're not charging enough. Or, and the, the solution is not to just keep adding on more and more unprofitable accounts and, and increasing your gross profit because you're also, if you're running at a negative, you're increasing the amount that you're running at a, at a negative. If you, if you don't, you've got to get out of that cycle. This industry has got to raise its level of, of yep. esteem that it has for itself it has to we have to value our own time and our own expertise and it, it's not about getting every every customer every homeowner around the block it's about yep. building a profitable business with people that you can that, that value you and are willing to pay you accordingly and and um yeah, it's not about know, just the, the cheapest. It's not, about um, how, yeah. it's, it's not about how much work you can do. It, it's it's about how efficiently and, and how uh, profitably yes. you can operate. And the other thing too is, and I'll, we'll have, I'd like to do a financial series in the future, Dave, where we talk about different parts of financing, but building business credit for your business is enormously important as well. I have a colleague that we can interview on that. And Good. he talks about building business credit separate from your personal credit. Because then, you know, you can get business credit built and then it, you can be approved for financing if you want to scale. You know, if you need to buy, buy another truck and maybe hire another person or whatever the, whatever it is, if you have the build this business credit built up for you and then when you're ready to scale, you can. Yeah. You don't have to use it if you don't need it. But if you do need it, it's there for you. And that's also important, you know, if you're, if you're looking to kind of grow a little bit in the future, especially if transitioning from service to maybe doing some renovations or building or something like that. 
um, if there's, there's going to be money that you're going to have to invest to be able to build that business. And if you don't have the resources and the business credit built, then you're going to, it's going to be much harder. Yeah. And I think that's another topic that, that I would love to pursue with the podcast. And yep. we have a, a number of uh, friends over on the Ask the Master side who yep. have made that transition from service to, to building. Yep. And uh, that, that's a great discussion to have and, and both how to do it, how to do it right. And also, should you do it? You know, is that, yep. is that really um, just a natural um, step that, that all of us should be taking? Or is it something that we should really step back and, and look at, you know, where does, where does our, our passion really lie? Yeah. Um, so that that's that's definitely a topic we're going to uh, look forward yes, on to. touch on. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. great idea. And then we did a whole series on drowning prevention, um, which we did in early, you know, May, maybe late April, early May. And yes. um, that I think is a responsibility. And I know you believe this day, but there's a responsibility on the part of the service guys to, you know, be a advocate for, you know, homeowners in their backyard. And that's, there's many tools out there for you to be able to communicate drowning prevention to your customers. And that could be a, a free tool like the test that they have at Collins Hope, or there's different like flyers and things or door hangers that you can buy directly from them. And we talked a lot about that. And I think Dave, you've got some potential, you've got some, um, I forget what you have, if they're postcards or flyers or what that you got from Collins yeah, Hope. They're, can... they're from, um, uh, is it Collins? Yeah, Collins Hope, yep. Collins Hope. And uh, I, I actually have, they're, they're a really nice, sharp looking uh, card that has a lot of just really good information and pointers on drowning prevention. Yep. And then it has a detachable card with uh, uh, a wristband that uh, is a water guardian. Yep. Uh, and you just assign somebody at the pool to, to yeah. put, that, put that on and, and they're, their job is to watch the kids in the water. Yeah. And um, I, I'll put that out there right now. I have tons of them. Um, I would happily get them to anybody who can use them. I, I think they're a great tool. I've given them out to a number of Pullmen. Um, and and uh, they're, they're from last year. They're free. They're, they're just, uh, we just need to get them in people's hands so that they don't go to waste. Yep. It's Absolutely. Great we'll be promoting tool. that. We'll put some yeah. information out about that so that you can uh, potentially send us something. But I think it's important to, I think that just helps you be a better service guy if you're really, if you're, if you're showing that you really still, care I'm about really that. shocked that, that we got some pushback and some resistance from some pool, pool men that think, oh no, we don't, we don't want to even mention that to our customers. We don't want to bring that subject up. And, and so are they worried from a liability perspective? I don't know. I, I, I think whatever it is it's 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 wrong it's 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 a, an attitude that needs to change i think anybody that feels that way really needs to listen to our podcast and rethink um yeah. uh this the drowning is a problem that this industry yeah is, is always going to have to battle and we need to be a part of trying to solve it not trying to sweep it under the rug and yeah. not trying to pretend it, it was from exist. a liability perspective if they're worried that they if they give them recommendations and then somebody does drown they think they're going to go back to the service guy and trying to hold them accountable you know the information you're providing is not your information it's another organization yeah. first of all 
Yes. Um, it's not your information. You're just providing it to them. Um, and so I feel like it's better to show that you actually gave them some information versus avoiding it. And then if someone drowns, they can think, well, you didn't properly inform us. So yeah. I think it's kind of a double-edged sword on that one, but I feel like giving them more information is better than giving them no information. Yeah. And um, I, I developed a really um, uh, an appreciation for the, the people that are involved in this and, and um, yeah. uh, advocating because the, either they've personally experienced this pain themselves yeah. or they're involved through their involvement in it, they see firsthand people, people's pain and 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 what this. Yes, unfortunately, it's usually a child. Yeah. Around and, and, and the, the, the parents tragedy. started something. They the parents started the foundation, or yeah. well, usually it's always the parents. But um, yeah. and then you know, so you've got a, a team of people that have big hearts who really want to help and care about that type of thing. So it's a great group of it's a great um, group of people. It's 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 a community that you want to be a part of and there's lots of service guys who are leading this charge jeremy yeah. smith who's one of the guys that we interviewed he's in texas and he's a, being a leader in his yeah. community he's also on yeah. the national drowning prevention alliance board um you've got steve little here in the palm desert area who's Our also school, leading yeah. it he's also got a water school i yeah. mean these are leaders and that and you, that helps you build influence in your community as well if you're stepping out as a leader in in, in you know this particular cause yeah yeah. Uh, and yeah. So, uh, it was. Uh, that's. It's a topic that I've uh, been involved with off, off and on, uh, yeah. throughout my career, and uh, I was. I was really glad through this series to reconnect with it a little bit again. Yes. And then our last, um, the one we just launched um, last week was in regards to pool inspections and Lauren Broom from Florida, who I've known for quite some time. She. Has, is you know has experience with inspections and so she talked about um, you know what to look for and she also talked a lot a lot about RWIs because she has some experience there as well so that's a great one to listen to to kind of reinforce especially if you're doing semi-public pools like apartment complexes or HOAs or anything like that uh, but it's also important for backyards you know just to kind of she talked about what you should be looking for especially if you're new and you're not as certain what you should be looking for it's it's probably a good podcast for you to listen to. Yeah, very much. And if you're new, um, you you have the problem of you don't know what you don't know. You right. can be walking by something and not have any clue uh, how dangerous it is. So um, it's really important that we continue our education. We don't just, um, you know, buy a, buy a small route and start cleaning pools. And it, it's a, it's highly highly important that you continue to educate yourself, that you learn more and more about how things work, about how they should work. Uh, yeah. learn, learn to identify uh, dangers and, and problems. And um, little by little, you'll pick up on the, on the building codes and the, the things that, that uh, are extremely important in terms of the safety of, of keeping your clients safe. Yep. So, uh, but it's all about it's all about continuing to learn. And what's really nice about, I guess, I won't say it's really nice because there's nothing about this time we're going through that I can would say, oh, that's nice. But one of the things is that there's so much, so many people turning to online. There's there's so much 
uh, available online. Yeah. Uh, CPO classes now are, you, you can, there are some extremely qua qualified and high quality um, instructors and um, you, you can, you can get, get your education for this right, right online. You don't have to spend two days in class. And, yes. Um, so it's, uh, that, that's, I guess, one saving grace of, of the times we're going through. Absolutely. And let's, let's talk about what's coming up, Dave. Well, um, I, I, I like the, the idea that you presented. I'm sure, you know, from the business side of things, you're going to continue to, to give us yep. some good ideas. Um, yeah, so financials, I, I like to do a financial series on different aspects of finances. It could be tax related or it could be building credit or it could be just accounting services overall and what you'll be looking out for. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll do a financial series for you guys to talk about different aspects of finances. Um, what, as, as you know, my biggest passion is, is ozone and, and yeah. uh, getting, getting people uh, off of their addiction to just pure chlorine. Um, so uh, we're going to be uh, putting a series together on uh, alternative and supplemental sanitization. And I want to tie that together with our filtration series and get into extreme water quality. What are some, what are some things, what are some elements we can add to a pool to yes. just really take the, the water quality over the top? And, and um, there's, a, there's a lot of great new technologies that are, that are being employed. And um, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a deeper dive into that. That would be great. Uh, so we have one of the filtration topics we have coming up. Just so everybody's aware is we're gonna do a panel discussion between service and builders. What we did learn when we were talking to a few folks during our filtration series is that, you know, the builders are determining you know what what filters are going into the the, the, the system and. And sometimes that is a point of contention with service guys, especially as it relates to if they want to change them out and need a bigger, um, I want to say platform. That's not the right word. What am I trying to say, Dave? Well, a more efficient filter. Yeah. But if they need more room for a different filter system or something like that, and they want have different ones spec'd in, sometimes there, it's a problem. There's a lot of factors that go into yeah. um, what filters are installed on a pool and, and why. And what we've kind of gathered so far from the people we've talked to is what's driving it is not always the most efficient and effective filtration for that pool. It's, it's about, you know, what fits on the pad and what, what kind of, um, uh, what other factors are involved. And, and yeah. so um, I, I'm very excited to get together with some of the builders and, and uh, talk about some of those factors, yep. what, what drives their choices. And in the service industry, um, you know, a lot of us are habit driven. We, we, um, uh, we use what we've always used and what we, what we get used to and what we find effective. And we, we, uh, I just, the whole filtration thing, my, my goal with, with trying to put this thing, help put this thing together was to just get people thinking more about it. Yeah. Uh, everybody says that it's an, that it's an important aspect the most important aspect to right. healthy pool water. And yet there's 20 classes at the Western Pool and Spa Show uh, scheduled for water chemistry, zero on filtration. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so uh, that that has been a little bit neglected. It has to be something that, that people are willing to learn more about, open their minds up to and, and think about. Yep, absolutely. So we're excited about that. Again, the whole goal of this was to really bring the business tools and the tech uh, tech tools, I guess tech tools would be the proper term um, for service guys. And hoping that you're enjoying what we've put out there so far. You can access it on YouTube, but you can, and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel Pool Pro Podcast, or you can listen to it on iTunes or Spotify, anything like that as well. While you're driving around in your truck, you can actually be listening to it. So keep that in mind. You can turn, like Dave said, you can turn the Metallica down for maybe listen to an episode here and there, you know. <laughs> but we're always willing to listen too. If you have any comments in regards to things that you'd like to see or hear about, we're always open to ideas. So feel free to comment on any of these podcasts or send us a personal message. We're happy to, to hear your ideas and, and, and consider, uh, you know, doing at least one or two or whatever it may be on whatever topic you're interested in. So please feel free to do that. And we're excited about it. We're gonna keep going and hopefully I'll be in Canada at some point, Dave, but we'll see what happens. You know, you just never know. Yeah, that's... uh... (laughs) (laughs) uh, Perry, um, I have friends up in Canada, but they were saying, well, maybe just go to the border and declare political asylum. I said, I don't think that's gonna work. So no, (laughs) stuck here right now. We need you here. I know, right? (laughs) I just thought that was so funny, but... um, yeah, so we're excited about it. We're going to keep going for you guys. And any final thoughts, Dave? Yeah, one more thing. We, I, your, your little call to action. We'd love to hear from listeners. If you have something that you'd like to, to hear discussed or, or someone that you'd like to hear from on the podcast, um, our Facebook groups are a good way to uh, yep. communicate. We've got Pool Pro group and we've got the Pool Pro podcast. Yep, that's correct. Facebook group. Um, we post our uh, notices about our upcoming episodes there, but you're also welcome to comment and interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're, we're kind of, we're doing this hopefully for, for the benefit of people out there in the field. We're not just doing it for our own benefit. So uh, we'd be glad to hear from you and, and love to hear your thoughts. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Dave. Stay safe in California. It's always a pleasure, Michelle. Absolutely. Take care. You too. A new voice in the industry. A resource for all. Education for you. This is Pool Pro Podcast. Build relationships and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast. Backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.